welcome to the Taboo Tango. We're the weirdest welcome. With your host Taylor and Ronnie. And today we are going on our third attempt of trying to record this because we've been having lots of technical difficulties. But we think we've figured it out. Hopefully this will sound better. (laughs) We are continuing on our self-development journey through the eyes of spirituality. And we're picking up where we left off last week, which was where we were talking about generational curses and how traumas are passed down through your ancestral line. So we are going to be piggybacking off of that. And we are going to be talking about the wounds that manifested as a result. Our quote to start off this episode is by Eckhart Tolle, and it reads as follows. Very unconscious people experience their own ego through its reflection in others. When you realize that what you react to in others is also in you, and sometimes only in you, you begin to become aware of your own ego. What would you say that this quote means to you? So very unconscious people. You're unconscious of your surroundings. You're unconscious of your beliefs. You're unconscious of your feelings, your emotions your relationships. You're, you're just, just going through them. You're not present, but you're you're just there. Um, so I think that's just like when you're kind of like on autopilot. It's not going to be as obvious to you that that is why you're feeling that way. That is why they're triggering you. Because everyone is just a mirror and they are reflecting back to you the wounds that you've obtained over the years that have not been healed. And you're like, wait a second, why did I react that way? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have made me so mad that someone cut me off. Mm-hmm. In traffic, like road rage is a really big thing, and that's what that's how you know you got some trauma because you're taking like you're literally getting belligerently upset and mad at some random person you don't even know and you just saw for only three seconds of your life, and you'll probably never see them again. Yeah, that's like they good- shouldn't have that much significance over your emotions. It's because it's not really what just happened. It's that that triggered something. You were mad. You were pissed off. You felt cheated or whatever. If you're getting so mad that your body is literally inflamed and your heart is racing and you're so upset, like you shouldn't have that type of reaction. Yeah. There's something Mm -hmm. going on in your life that you need to deal with because that's manifesting in this way, which is clearly unhealthy. Like Mm -hmm. these little minute things should not get you that riled up. Like, are you okay? Really check in with yourself if you have really bad road rage. You know, I think those who are listening to this podcast are, there's a part of them that is either already awake or um, slowly in the process of waking up. And so I want to just remind you guys to give those around you who maybe are not as conscious as you are to these types of um, ideas or concepts give them grace because at one point they're or another, the you, were not, right uh, you were not awake either. Yeah. They're doing the best they can right now. And given the way society is set up, it makes so much sense why they are the way that they are. You know what I mean? We're just so we're in this unnatural state of being. I mean, especially like in America where oh like gosh. the nine to five is the typical. You spend more time with your work family yeah. or your work people than you do with your own family or your own children. That's wild. Your own animals. Like it's wild than more than at your own home. It's freaking wild, bro. Yeah. So a lot of people don't really have the time to even sit with themselves and become aware of these aspects in themselves. So just, you know, give everyone grace. Because they're, they're all a the version of you, mm-hmm. like we talked about. 
And also, once you're able to see things from a higher perspective, you realize why they're doing the things that they're doing. So you don't get as emotionally wrapped up in their feelings and or don't like caught up on in the drama. Feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're able to stay within your own energy and just see things from a higher perspective and realize that they are obviously going through something for them to be acting a certain way. So, I mean, give them the grace that you would have wanted in those moments when you were probably acting out of your wounded self. Like if someone is being mean to you or saying certain things, they're really saying that about themselves because everyone's a mirror, right? And only the ones who are conscious enough to realize that have the power to not get wrapped up in it. And life just becomes a whole lot easier for you once you stop taking on other people's emotions and their baggage and just start handling your own stuff. That you're not responsible for their emotions. They're going to feel what they feel no matter what. How you react and how you respond is what you're responsible for. Exactly. So you become like emotionally stunted in the age where you experience the most trauma or where you were the most severely hurt in one way or another. So if you find that you are being triggered by a lot of things or very emotionally reactive, you are reacting from that like maybe eight-year-old self that never healed, that never was was seen, that never was protected. Stop. What'd you say? So why was I thinking about my eight-year-old self? Because that's when I lost granny. Oh. And I realized that was like a big traumatic event. And then I would say like 15 was huge. Because that brings in the whole realm of, like, relationships and dating and stuff. And I think me, like, 13, 14 onward. That was emo era. Yeah. Those those big milestones. I don't know. Because Granny was super important. Like, the love of my life. I loved that girly. There's something special about a grandparent and grandchild relationship. We hope that you can become more aware of a time in your life where maybe you were the most triggered and maybe realize that like when you are really hurt and you're lashing out up towards other people, like it's not your most authentic self responding to that certain That's situation. That's your shadow self. You're it, hurt. You're most hurted. Most hurt. Most hurt. Most hurt self. What you may perceive as something not traumatic, your subconscious mind thinks otherwise. Like to your unconscious mind that was something very significant in which you were hurt in one way or another. There's two ways that emotions can get trapped within the body and therefore result later on as a wound. Um, You either identify with that feeling a little too much to where that feeling gets trapped in your body. So it's no longer allowed to go through that natural cycle of the flow of like it feeling its way through your body and then it dissipating outwardly. And so if you, hold on to those feelings a little too long little bits and pieces of that energy are going to remain and it's going to store that energy within your body right or you're not releasing it exactly you're not allowing it to flow outwardly you're clinging on to a little bit too much then it's gonna fester yep then it's gonna rot Mm -hmm. and then it's true and then eventually it's gonna come to the surface yeah or it can go the other way where you (laughs) don't (laughs) Ew. <laughs> I just don't like that word. Rot. <laughs> Rot. Um, Ooh, it does give me the yeah. a little bit. Just a little bit. Or you can not tap into that emotion at all and completely like bypass that feeling entirely, which is not allowing your body to go through the natural cycle. Okay, that it, like. Exactly. Because emotions have their purpose and they're meant to be felt and then let go of. Right. Because you're not feeling it for no reason, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be diving into the wounds that have resulted from our childhoods. We wanted to talk about this 
after we talked about ancestral trauma because growing up, like your first five years of life is when you're taking in the most from your surroundings because your brain is creating so many different neural pathways at that time in your life. So it's just soaking in everything. So that's why a lot of these wounds that we're going to talk about today might have occurred at this point in your life. But it's important to remember that as you've gotten older, different things that have happened to you, whether that be like being cheated on in a relationship, having a toxic dynamic with your boss or your coworkers, or maybe there was a point in time when you were really vulnerable with a group of people and you didn't feel heard or seen exactly or validated in that moment. So you're like, okay, I'm not going to open up to anybody ever again. Yeah. It's this weird thing that happened to you. It's traumatic in Mm -hmm. a sense, whether it's sad or scary or both, you're going to have a defense up against it Mm -hmm. because your ego is trying to protect you to not feel that way again. But that's when your higher self has to talk to it and be like, listen, pipe down, pipe down. Everything will be fine. It's like the angel and the devil on your shoulder. It's like your ego and your higher self. Over time, these small traumatic events that your brain may not register as being traumatic have shaped you into this whole other person. That's not who you really are. Yeah, it's not your authentic self. And so we would call that your false self. I like that you brought up the ego because over time you've created this alter ego, your false self, right? Who is guarding you, trying to protect you, shield you. Exactly. From getting hurt. It's not that your ego is a bad thing. It's just you can't listen to it all the time. Exactly. So your ego is basically just a set of ideas in the mind about how we should show up or how we should look, feel, behave, or think. And this collection of ideas is created out of fragments of like highly charged experiences and the messages that we've received within our interactions throughout our lifetime with others. And I mean, the blueprint for the ego is laid down by your parental upbringing, right? But it's also shaped right, by- Right, just because that's the first experience to an outward relationship that you've ever had. Exactly. We- So over time, your ego basically creates the foundation for the scripts that we tell ourselves about our life because these are so deeply hardwired within our subconscious. Literally have made you who you are up until this point. But what if that's not really who you are? What if that's not your pure soul's essence? I mean, for sure. But that's who you made yourself to be. Right. That's who you are now as a result of all the things you've been through. We can change it. And next week's episode is definitely going to go into how to heal from these wounds that we're going to talk about. But I do just want to touch a little bit more so just on the ego and the false self, or we could also call it our shadow self. The ego has a purpose. The ego was created like back in the day when like it was just hunter and gatherer Mm -hmm. stuff going on. That was what you listened to. You know, that kept you alive. Do I walk through that dark? spooky looking area Mm -hmm. or do I go through like where it's like sunshine and like butterflies flying around like probably stems from intuition just a little bit because like all of it's layered and connected but we just have to figure out which one to tap into in which certain moment yeah the ego has its purpose and it's to keep us alive but it's also projecting our innermost unhealed wounds yeah like the reason that voice is saying maybe you shouldn't do that is it could have been something your ancestors did And that's been like passed down through the bloodline or it's something that you experienced just in your friend group or something. And now you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that again. And you're choosing to listen 
to that instead of what your most authentic self would want for you in that moment. So, I mean, the shadow self by default has to exist through the law of polarity, just because if we do have a higher self, by default, there has to be like the direct opposite of that, even if it's the smallest little molecule inside of you. And everybody has a shadow self because no one, like we talked about last week, no one gets through life unscathed. Everybody has their own form of emotional baggage to some extent or another. So what our goal is today is to bring more awareness to these wounds and help them identify them within yourself. And maybe that'll help you realize that, you know, maybe you aren't like a series of unfortunate events. Maybe it's just these layers. (laughs) Side note. Side note. Lemony Snicket. (laughs) (laughs) It's a kettle. (laughs) Um, But yeah, maybe you aren't like a series of unfortunate events, maybe because like we said, everyone is a mirror. It's just all lessons, all presenting itself to you right in front of you. It's what you do with it. Mm -hmm. Because once you're more aware of these wounds within yourself, you realize that they have no control over you anymore. And you may become more aware to the fact that relationships that you find yourself in whether that's platonic or romantically or even work or just yeah the the encounters that you come across in daily life going to the gas station going to the store going to you know what i mean Mm -hmm. the i mean friday night lights when you go to the anywhere (laughs) you are interacting with different people in different energies yeah so you'll start to become more aware to the fact that like if someone is acting really nasty or negative towards you or they're within your physical proximity and they are doing something that's triggering you, it's because that's unhealed within yourself. Something happened to you that happened to them and they're outwardly projecting that and you're like, why am I getting mad? They're mirroring that exactly unhealed wound back towards yourself mm-hmm. in order for you to become more aware of it so that you can heal it, work through it and move on. Right. And so that no longer inhibits you. It's all a lesson. Exactly. And you're able to. That's why I try not to more be authentically yourself. mean to when I'm driving was a big one. I was like, I got road rage and I need to figure out why. Because like, I don't know these people. Y'all don't pay my bills. Y'all don't tell me good night and good morning. And like, I don't know y'all. Why mm-hmm. are you upsetting me? And then the service workers, I have never. You got to treat them with kindness. Okay. The only time that's when Karen's come from. <laughs> they're so upset and mad at something at else something and they're else. taking it and out and that on was other a people. trigger for them yeah. they felt upset and out of control and then they wanted to control the situation and they just outwardly present very nasty and very mean and we are not here to do that mm-hmm. that should never be your approach mm-hmm. you got to control yourself you got to figure out why you're feeling that way and heal from it mm-hmm. And we hope that from this podcast, you'll learn to become more of the observer within these certain situations and kind of take a step back and look from a side eye. Because once you're aware that everybody's actions is just a projection, not a reflection of you, it's a reflection of them. But if it triggers you, then it is a reflection of you. Yeah, exactly. But once you're aware that, yeah, it's obviously mirroring something back within yourself that needs to be resolved, but how they're acting is not because of something you did. It's exactly. simply because of something that they're going through. That's what I meant. And yeah. hasn't worked through. Instead of going within and taking that accountability, they're just like, well, the world's unfair. They take more of a victim mindset and they Want to make kind of lash people out. feel bad. In order to make themselves feel Even if it's for just a moment. Themselves. 
So, so yeah, that's them really in their shadow self. Mm-hmm. Circling way the hell back. Circling way back. Mm-hmm. I think now we'll go into the wounds. The, the wounds. wounds. The wounds. The things that might have happened. That made and you then the made you, you feel are. like this. And it's we should note that everybody has probably experienced these feelings at one point or another, but some people may resonate with one wound a little more so than the other, or maybe you don't resonate with them at all. And I love that for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you, baby. For real. You out here living. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Or you've been here before and you learned your lessons. Yeah. So So kudos to you for coming back. Good job. So yeah, we're going to be going into more depth about what these wounds are that happened as a result of your trauma and how you've attracted certain types of people within your life as a result of those wounds. So here we go. Okay. 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 So to start off, there's no particular order, whatever. We're just, these are the ones that we have in our little notes and our little ma- little side notes that we want to make sure we do talk about. So like we have the guilt wound, abandonment wound, trust wound, and then the neglect wound. So there's some similarities in some, but like the whole definition of one is very specific to guilt or trust or abandonment or neglect, but they can like, you know what I mean? Like there's a little layer mm-hmm. probably that connect all of yeah. them. I mean, they're all negative emotions when you think about it. So in that way, they are all related. Yeah. So the guilt wound would look something like if, for instance, you're a child and you feel a certain emotion, right? Say you fall down, scrape your knee and ow, that really hurts. You're crying. You're upset. And I know that probably our generation has heard it. You better stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. And it's like, I just felt out and like hurt myself. Now, looking back in the moment, it's just that your parent didn't know what to do in that situation. It was triggering for them to hear you cry. And they have their own kind of aversion to that because they weren't experienced. Or maybe they were just overwhelmed in that moment and yeah, didn't know how to show up. It was just wrong you. time. Yeah. And like, so they made you feel guilty. They're human beings too for feeling that feeling. Yeah. They made you feel guilty for feeling a normal human reaction. Mm-hmm. And if that happens so many times, then you're like, oh, I can't cry in certain situations or I can't feel this because that was shamed in a sense. Or that was like, no, stop, stop your. Your totally natural feeling that your body feels, you know, mm-hmm. going against your natural response to that. Right. Or, I mean, maybe you were like the oldest child. And I said, sorry, I said parent, but it could have happened in like a relationship, mm-hmm. could have happened in a friendship. Like what if you were like the oldest child within your family? So you had to bear the weight of like taking care of the rest of your siblings, maybe so like now, if you ever want to take time for yourself, like you feel guilty. For like showing you should be doing something self-care. else for other people. Exactly. Yeah. And this can result in like people pleasing tendencies. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure a lot of people can yeah, say that to. they do that. Yeah. If you find that people around you are just kind of reaffirming those same beliefs that maybe are those just toxic cycles that you found yourself within, then like you have to really question like, why are you friends with those people? Why are you constantly surrounding yourself with those feel? toxic Why do you know energies? like, what does that make me feel that I like? Yeah, what part of me resonates with that aspect of that? that? Maybe I need to change, you know? Yeah. Because you are your company for sure. You are. But that wraps up the guilt wounds and then here we go, riding the number two. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along to wound number two. That is the abandonment wound. So we know that it probably stems from a sense of feeling abandoned 
or a sense of abandonment. Yeah, like maybe you were just left out in the cold, like physically as a child or emotionally. You just felt abandoned in certain situations where you felt very vulnerable. So it can look totally different. Like imagine someone who was maybe put up for adoption Mm -hmm. and that's something that they're going to have to deal with because they literally probably feel like that happened. You don't know what the circumstances were. Mm -hmm. You don't know what your parents were going through, whatever. But I'm just saying like for them in that moment, they did probably feel abandoned. Right. Or it could be you're having a really big emotion and you're feeling super sad and your parents just send you to your room to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Then you feel abandoned. You feel a lack of kinship. You feel a lack of because you weren't validated in that moment and you felt like no one saw you or no one heard you. Or maybe like you had a group of friends and something happened and they just ditched you. They just ditched you. No, that's definitely happened to me where I was like, wait, we were just hanging out like all week and now we're not talking. Yeah. You know? What happened? What happened? But then you realize it's just, you know, life. It's life. But um, those things kind of happen. Yeah. So as a result, you may fear being left, left out. out by people. And that's a normal feeling. It's normal to want to be part of a group because back in the days before we lived in like this big society and like big towns and cities, it was like small Where you only live with your families. So it's We're social beings and creatures and we have that innate want to be with people. But that can teeter on the point of being unhealthy where you cannot be alone. Codependent. You become codependent. And like we talked about in our previous episode – we have experienced codependency, but it stems from completely different reasons. So if you're codependent, you may find yourself kind of clinging mm-hmm. to relationships that aren't necessarily healthy Staying with you. in them way longer than you should. Even as your friends probably blowing them up, mm-hmm. texting them all the time. You want to hang out? You want to do this? Like you have two hours where you're free, you know, and you're just like overdoing it because you just are so afraid to be alone because then you're lost with your thoughts. And it's like, what are we going to dive into? And that can be all defense mechanism to sit with your thoughts and really face your inner demons. You don't know what you're going to find out. So because you have the fear of being left out, you're going to make it to where you're never not alone. Yeah. And I've definitely recognized that quality within myself. I've done a lot of inner healing on my codependency aspect of myself because I've found myself in a string of unhealthy relationships. Whether they be romantic or platonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, you know, I stayed far too long around certain people because I just didn't want to be alone. I was holding on to any type of emotional validation that I could find in that moment. Mm -hmm. I've also experience the opposite of that where I found myself becoming very like hyper independent. I mean, mm-hmm. I moved a whole state away from everything one I want extreme to, to the next. Yeah. And you know, I mean, but you're aware that was the first the thing. best thing I could have done for myself though in that moment because I needed to become okay with being alone. Living by myself, I've had nothing but time to kind of go within and reflect on things and I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today had that not happened but you may find if you are experiencing like hyper independent tendencies that you may be more of an introvert and you need a lot of solitude in order to kind of recharge from other people Mm -hmm. just because that's how you handle things growing up because you were always on your own so as a result you've become this person that needs isolation sometimes to kind of recoup recharge yeah And you may also find that if you experience the abandonment wound, that you may 
self-sabotage in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Like you won't allow yourself to get so close or vulnerable with certain people because you're afraid that they may hurt you. Or they're going to leave. Yeah. So you leave first, right? Yeah. Whenever you have the life experiences that could potentially have caused an abandonment wound, by default, you're going to attract people that are emotionally unavailable or be in those like toxic type of relationships because you're super codependent. You want to be their breath and everything and their sunshine. And then the super independent, like, can you just leave me alone? And that's really unhealthy because it's very you're not with them wish for the right washy. reason, right? And you're not you're outwardly trying to find something that they can give you, and it just needs to be what you can give you right now. And you're just with them for sheer convenience, right? Not because your souls are actually aligned at that moment. Yeah, um. which it's just it's all a normal, natural response to it all. It's mm-hmm. just like we're presenting this information so that you could be aware. I think it's important to say that people don't come into your life for no reason. I think everybody that I've shared my time with, I had soul contracts with them and they've served their purpose. And my soul has learned so much from those lessons that I gained from those experiences. So I'm very grateful for those relationships. However, it came to a certain point where we were no longer energetically aligned And like sometimes people are just in your life for certain seasons. So you have to become aware enough to realize when something isn't aligned with your highest good anymore, enough to walk away. Ask yourself, are the pros outweighing the cons? Because if it's not, then like maybe you're just with this person. Trauma bond. Trauma bonded. Hmm. Right? Because like we were talking about earlier, everybody's a reflection of you. So if I'm with an unhealed person, it's because I am also unhealed. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of our souls that connected on that level to mirror that back to each other so hopefully Mm -hmm. someone or both of you ideally become awake enough to the fact oh that's not okay because you could both be unhealed Mm -hmm. and you could both do that but if you're both love each other and you actively want to do better and do the work together and separately and work on yourself while also work it's very hard but there are Mm -hmm. I think the people out there that do want to do it yeah and if you want to work on yourself but your partner doesn't then that also is me or something to you that's telling you something too because we would want to always be better right yeah couples who start doing that inner work it's very possible to grow with somebody and kind of unlearn those unhealed things together willing and wanting to do that. Yeah. They have to want to go within their own mm-hmm. psyche and realize these things about themselves so that they're able to not show up in the relationship as unhealed versions of themselves or like projecting things onto you that are really stemming from something else. But that's really hard to do. And I mean, I found myself in relationships that people just didn't want to necessarily do that work, which is completely okay. Like they're yeah, on their they're own life journey. Yeah. And I can't make someone want to be ready. Mm-hmm. But you just have to figure it out in their enough. own time, in their own way. Yeah. Your soul's meant to find stuff out. Exactly. Like you sign up for things. It's just some do it earlier than others. Some do it later than others. Some do it at the same time. I mean, I've noticed within myself, like I stay far too long in relationships, but it's so easy for me to see your soul's true essence mm-hmm. and see that potential in you and kind of put you on a pedestal which I've had to learn to not do because I need to do a better job. And I feel like I have done lately for sure of just taking people for how they're showing up right now in this moment and look at their actions as opposed to their words. Cause some people have really pretty words, but they can't back it up with their actions. But yeah, so that about sums up the abandonment wound. And for our third wound, the third one, the third one is 
the trust wound. I feel like this is kind of self-explanatory, but we're still going to get into it. So obviously, if you have this wound, then your trust was broken at one point or another within your lifetime. And as a result, you find it hard to trust yourself. And others. And others. Maybe growing up, you confided in Ooh, yeah. a parent and maybe they put your, you know, information it would be out like, on blast. Right. It would be like, say, you talk to your mom about something you're going through with a boy. And yeah, he hurt my feelings when he did this. And then three days later, your dad comes to you. And it's like, I heard about what happened. And it's <laughs> like, oh, what do you mean? I didn't tell you about it. So how did you know? Mm-hmm. How did you find out? Mm-hmm. And then come to find out. I mean, that's my mother's partner or that's your your mom's partner. So obviously she might have said something in mm-hmm. confidence. And it was definitely coming from a place of like, how should I help her? How should I do this? But you felt betrayed because it was like, well, I didn't want to tell him. So that's why I didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. So you're going to feel even with friends. Yeah, you maybe, definitely see this in mm-hmm. friend relationships. Which you probably shouldn't have been saying what you were saying if yeah. it was going to hurt somebody else. Yeah. But and you probably needed to be knocked down a little bit. Like, be um, and you could have said something, and then they took it totally out of context. Or like, listen to what they words. said to you. Like, that's just traumatizing. That hurts. Cause it's like, damn, that's not what I said, or that wasn't my intention at all. Yeah. And now, and now you're flipping the script and making me look. Or maybe mean. that, yeah. Regardless, the trust was broken. Yeah. You know, and you could see that on to the other extreme of if you were a child of divorce, maybe they chose their partner over you. Mm-hmm. They could or have cheated drugs on you. Over or, you. Oh, drug was a big one. So them choosing other things over, over you, you and like over your well-being, emotional reaction to it too. Like, you know that that's going to hurt me. So why would you do it? Mm-hmm. But they're so in the moment or so within themselves. Yeah. That they can't be considerate enough. They can't even enough. think about your feelings in the moment because they're just thinking about how it serves them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't say that it's okay, but also like I can step back and be like, well, I see why they would do that. But it was a lesson for you and it was a lesson for them. Character development. Character development. <laughs> if you don't trust yourself in certain situations, we'll probably make the wrong decision. Or yeah, you just or simply a self-sabotaging decision. You just don't have the self-confidence enough within yourself to act on those decisions that are serving your highest good. And then by default, you will seek the external validation from other people. Yeah, because you're not giving it to yourself. Exactly. And all um, because of your insecurities and Mm -hmm. your reservations and things like that because when your trust is broken that's gonna make you afraid to be hurt again Mm -hmm. so you would probably like say if you got into a new relationship the first thing you say well he's gonna cheat on me or he's gonna hurt me somehow Mm -hmm. and your partner might in fact do that but your trust is a gift and you can just say i'm gonna give this to you and do with it what you will Either they're not going to break it or they are. And then you'll know what you need to do afterwards. You better move when you see those red flags, Mm -hmm. though. Don't stay for long enough for it to blow up in your face. Yeah. I know that from personal experience. But we've definitely all done that, you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. And it makes sense why. I mean, you wouldn't trust someone in a relationship if you do have a bunch of past experiences where your trust has been broken in multiple ways. You're hurt. But if you find that you are unable to give trust to your partner who has done nothing to break it and you're just going based off past negative experiences that have happened to you, then maybe you should reevaluate if you're really ready for a relationship because that's not fair to the other person to bleed on them when they're not the ones who cut you. And going back to the whole talk of, well, you've been hurt in the past so you're only going to be hurt now – 
if you keep thinking those beliefs limiting beliefs then don't be surprised if that happens because you are manifesting that reality for yourself Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I think we just need to be more aware of the things that we tell ourselves so you either don't trust yourself enough in relationships or you don't trust others and either way you don't feel safe you don't feel safe in that relationship you're gonna just attract people Mm-hmm. that don't create those safe spaces or places for you to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. it's coming from a lack mindset and just victim mm-hmm. mindset you think everybody's out to get you when in reality everybody is just kind of looking out for themselves mm-hmm. and sometimes if you're really wounded in this regard it can be hard to show up for others in the way that they really need you to show up and I think healing this wound goes a long way because If you don't have trust in a relationship, then you have nothing. And if something breaks that trust, then like, I mean, Uh, that bridge is burned. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There's no use staying around to, I don't know. See if it's going to be different on the other end because it's something going on within them that they need to deal with. It's not personal. They were obviously dealing with something which forced them to act out of character or maybe, you know, they're so wrapped up in their false self that it, it has just become their character but either way like you deserve better you deserve to be surrounded by individuals who respect you and trust you and show up for you because the right ones are never going to put you in a compromising situation where you have to choose your self-worth over a relationship but yeah so that about sums up the trust wound I mean it's very broad well a lot of it's broad because like just back when we were talking about the event, like it's different. It's like however we, however you experience yeah, that. There's we're so all many different. different ways to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all learning the same lessons, but like in with different, different ways spins and on different, it. Yeah. Yeah. Moving right in to the next one. So our fourth and final wound that we're going to talk about today is the neglect wound. So how are abandonment and neglect different, right? Because those are relatively similar. Well, Abandonment is more like the intentional desertion mm-hmm. of an individual, whether that's physically, like your parents just dropped you off somewhere, mm-hmm. and left you. Whereas neglect is the failure to provide basic necessary care or services. And this can be intentionally, carelessly, or just because the person does not have the adequate tools to facilitate such care still sucks both ways but yeah. neglect comes from a place of like they just have a negligence about them they just have carelessness like a, yeah too wrapped up in their own stuff super to, detached yeah yeah yeah. to see how their actions could be affecting others mm-hmm. in that case if you were to experience like a form of neglect it could be emotional neglect yeah it could be like emotional neglect Or just, you know, some people's parents physically neglect them. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot working with the children that I work with. It's some of their cases are really sad. Being in the school system too. It could be a neglect to your hygiene. It could be a neglect to your emotions. It could be a neglect to To your basic human needs, to water, Mm -hmm. to food, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. It could be a neglect to their attention. That's going to in turn cause this neglect wound. And then you're going to experience low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You're going to get angry easily. Easily triggered because you don't know how to cope with certain emotions. Repressing your emotions. Yes, which could in turn cause physical ailments just due to 
repressed emotions being stored in your body Mm -hmm. and that having to be expressed outwardly to some degree. And like, this could be a whole episode in itself, but I know certain body parts are linked to certain emotions, which are also correlated to the seven chakras. And if you have a blocked chakra, this can result in a physical ailment. So if you would like us to do an episode solely on this topic, please let us know because I think it's a really interesting topic of conversation that maybe not a lot of people are aware of and could really benefit from. But yeah, so this goes with any of the wounds that we're going to talk about today. But repressing your emotions can in turn result in, you know, unhealthy coping mechanisms, mechanisms. whether that be like- Can't let things go. You can't let things go. It could even be eating disorders, you know, self-harm, you know, addictions to certain things as a way to escape your feelings. So you're neglected, you're lacking something or a feel of feeling of that. So those unhealthy coping mechanisms for that brief moment make you feel like you have something. It's filling the void. Exactly. And the low self-worth, that feeling of nothingness and loneliness and... A void. A void. It's not filled. And you're trying to fill it with all of these... Unhealthy things that do fill it for a moment. In the moment, it gives you a slight dopamine hit, but then you're immediately on to the next thing. For the rest of your life because it's going to eventually just wear away. Because it's not fulfilling. It's not Well, it's not meant to be... It's instantaneous. It's not meant to be like a lifelong changing thing. You shouldn't be dependent on that to feel a sense of non-neglect. You know what I mean? A sense of wholeness. Or you see this with hoarders, right? They are constantly buying material objects to fill a certain void within themselves. And they have a hard time with letting things go because maybe they didn't have a lot growing up. So now they just, they're going to have a stronger cling. to whatever cling. Yeah. makes them feel good in that single moment. Right. And I mean, I know I've struggled with treat yourself. <laughs> I treat myself a little too much. Uh, I think that's the Sagittarius in me. Like, I think it's I know Capricorn no limit. Too. Yeah, the like Capricorn wanting material wealth. Mm-hmm. It's just I believe that abundance is my birthright, so I deserve all these things. But I can't take any of this with me when I go. So I need to stop putting such a emphasis on these physical objects that I've accumulated over the years because they've made me feel good. But yeah, I mean, it's not to say don't treat yourself, but like everything in moderation. You know what I mean? For sure. It can't be a coping mechanism. Like you don't want to do the retail therapy thing all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely an emotional offender. But we're aware. Yeah, you've gotten a lot better. (laughs) No, you have. Sure. So as a result, if you're experiencing this neglect wound, then you may attract people who maybe they don't appreciate you and everything you bring to the table in terms of your relationship. We don't see don't make you feel seen because they're not actively trying to see what you're doing like see how hard you're trying and see the things that you are doing for them and for yourself you because know they're so focused on themselves that they don't have enough space to show up for you mm-hmm. and you deserve to be surrounded by those who consider you you know yeah but yeah so those are the four wounds that we went over So takeaways from this episode are just remembering that people are mirrors to our inner demons or insecurities, and they help us learn something about ourselves. And so we hope in today's episode, you've identified what these core wounds are. And maybe there's more that we didn't talk about today, but these are the main ones that we've kind of noticed within ourselves. And so now that you're aware of these things, maybe you'll start noticing some characteristics about yourself 
that maybe are stemming from a core wound that happened to you really early on in life. And maybe now you'll choose to show up in a different way. Give grace to yourself, your past self who may have outwardly projected <clears throat> these inner demons onto other people just because of your own personal wounds, because we you were acting from your ego, which was just trying to protect you. So you did your best with what you had at the time and like, thank your ego because it was trying to help you. Right. Cause I'm no saint. You're no saint. I know that I probably inflicted trauma on people. Without, oh, I, I know I did. Without consciously knowing it. You have to – that's what I mean by, like, you have to forgive yourself up until this moment. Mm -hmm. If whoever knew me back then, I greatly apologize because it was probably a horrible depiction of myself. I wouldn't want to look back – if I probably wouldn't have been friends with my 15-year-old self, mm -hmm. you know? Because in the moment, you don't know what you're doing. You genuinely have no idea. You're just reacting. Yeah. And we don't want to react anymore. We want to respond mm -hmm. and figure out, why am I doing this to myself? How do I keep attracting these type of people? It's just, if you don't know what's going on in your life, I feel like the greatest advice I can give you or the greatest takeaway you can have is look inward. Exactly. That's it. Because the wound is not your fault. No. But the healing of that wound That's is your, your responsibility. responsibility. It may take a lot of healing, which is why... Next week, we'll go into what shadow work is, which is basically just, you know, healing your inner wounded shadow self. We call it your shadow, shadow work. Because you want to heal your shadow self in order to reach your highest self. Exactly. But yeah, so like we've talked about, your shadow self is just a culmination of everything that's happened to you. Happened that to you, you haven't dealt with. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily your most authentic self. So we hope this episode has been insightful for you guys. And if you've resonated with any of these wounds and maybe that something we said really brought clarity to a certain situation within your life, we would love to hear from you guys. You can send us an email at welcome at the tabutango.com. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. And maybe if you have some that we didn't talk about. We would love for you guys to enlighten us even more on this topic. Or even if you have something you want to tell us that has nothing to do with this topic at all, we would yeah. love to hear from you guys. Just say hey. Just say hey. What's up, girl? Just say hey. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the Taboo Tango. In the meantime, we hope that you guys go out and shine your light. Your sunshine for another person that needs it. Yeah. So remember... Stay weird. Stay weird.